For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. This is Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. It's time to awaken an entire nation. I'll be a dog till I die. Nah. Between the hedges, look it fly. fly. 90,000 in the stands, I'ma do my dance, make it look fly. fly. Coach, put me in the game. Dang. UGA, yeah, the name. Dang. Yeah, the offense gonna turn up, but the defense gonna win us the game. Here's your host, Corey Burton. Welcome in to another edition of the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast. I'm your host, Corey Burton. We got a great episode lined up for you today. We welcome back from the Athens Banner Herald, Mark Weiser. We're going to talk about some of the updates in the COVID policies, uh, the possibilities that the SEC are looking at based on the announcement that the Big Ten and Ivy League schools made uh, last week. So we're going to get into that with Mark. Uh, it's always great to have Mark on. Um, as always, you can follow us on social media at Believe in Dogs on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also uh, like us, subscribe to us, rate us on any anywhere where you find your uh, podcasts, uh, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, those type places. So give us a rate. Uh, let us know what you think. I'm always welcome to feedback and ways we can improve this show. Also, if you want to advertise with us uh, make sure you get with our folks at believe.com tell them you want to advertise on the believe in georgia dogs podcast and uh, they'll get you set up with a with a good package with a good deal so um, without further ado we welcome back mark weiser from the athens banner herald enjoy and go dogs all right welcome back to a another special edition of the believe in georgia dogs podcast we welcome back for round two from the Athens Banner Herald, Mark Weiser. Mark, how you doing, man? Doing well. Doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, things are starting to kind of heat up in the uh, college football world um, with news over the weekend. The Big Ten made an announcement. Uh, I think the ACC followed suit with uh, going only conference games. Uh, do you expect the SEC to kind of follow suit here pretty soon? Uh, I mean, probably, um, I think they're going to, you know, we're recording this, right. Uh, I think the SEC, uh, ADs might, might still be beating in Birmingham, Alabama. So I'm not going to presume that they're not going to throw a surprise, but the general consensus is they're going to, uh, you know, wait a little while before announcing that. I mean, uh, I think a lot of folks were surprised that the big 10 went out last Thursday, uh, and announced as soon as they did. Um, you know, and we're not even yet officially at, you know, at mid July yet. So, um, you know, I, I think they'd like to wait. Um, 
do I think that they're planning behind the scenes for doing a conference only schedule? Yeah, I do. Um, it's just a matter of when they're going to, you know, say go ahead and, and uh, you know, put that out there and, and be 100% firm on it. Well, we know now uh, Georgia Tech game and the Virginia game are, are, are canceled, right? Well, I mean, I, you know, I think there's probably a, a, some talk about can you protect games like uh, Florida State, Florida, Clemson, South Carolina, Kentucky, Louisville, Georgia, Georgia Tech. Um, I just don't know how that affects other schools that don't have those in-state rivalries. Um, you know, whether that's something I'm sure that's part of the discussion that they're talking about, um, you know, You'd think an ACC school and a SEC school would have similar protocols, but I guess the difference would be um, the flexibility that you'll have if you just make it uh, SEC only in terms of uh, if you need to move games around uh, because of, uh, you know, disruptions due to the um, virus. You know, if a team says they have too, many, too much of an outbreak, they, they can't practice. Um, the, the SEC could, uh, you know, allow um, games to be moved around. I'm not exactly sure how they're going to work that out, but uh, that would that would be the one thing that would prevent even another Power Five conference school that you know is in close proximity to to being able to keep those games on the schedule. Well, I've seen a lot of ideas uh, kicked around as far as a conference only schedule. Um, the most common, I guess, being a ten game schedule how would they how would they schedule crossover games with the current ones that are scheduled and then making sure they don't have repeat uh, opponents would they I, I saw one model where they would go back to uh, 2012 and 2013 to to uh, match up cross cross divisional uh, opponents yeah I, I haven't gone into the weeds on it that much yet I'm, I'm sure they have you know an a b c and d plan um and i mean you know you're probably going to have situations like georgia did a couple whenever that was where they had to go back to back to Auburn. someone's going to kind of feel like they got screwed out of something but you know um you know based on the uh simply the um, desire to have a college football season uh, you know, somebody's going to have to take their lumps uh, for the, the greater good. Um, I'm sure Georgia fans hope, again, it isn't Georgia that has to do that. But, um, you know, I'm not sure exactly, uh, you know, you would you would like not to have like a Texas A&M on the schedule maybe back-to-back years since you just played them last year or something like that, maybe bringing Arkansas on there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you, you could see uh, something, uh, you know, more like you said, uh, what they did back, uh, you know, when they – first had these two new teams in the conference to, um, you know, alleviate things. I'm not sure. Well, um, another wrench that's potentially in the plan uh, for at least two institutions, Georgia and Florida, I saw that Jacksonville is uh, limiting their stadium to 25% capacity. Do you think the Georgia-Florida game is going to remain there or do does it move to a home-and-home uh, home, uh, situation to where uh, whoever is deemed the home team this year uh, gets the game at their place with no fans? I think Georgia is the home team, and I'm sure they would certainly like to have a fourth conference game at home. Um, I don't know, um, you know, contractually, um, you know, how much it would cost them to do something like that. Um, you know, Jacksonville's under contract with Georgia, I think, in Florida's uh, through 2023 now. Um, they're all going to have to work it out um, to figure out, you know, the number, um, I was doing the math the other day when I wrote that story about, um, I think it was like 8,000 or something, um, fans from each school would be allowed to, to get tickets based on 
25% capacity in the stadium. I think it was under 17,000 total capacity. But I mean, if you move it to Athens or move it to Gainesville, um, you're probably talking about that number anyway uh, on your own campus. So um, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, I don't know where that that, that is in terms of um, priorities for those schools to move the game to a campus. It, it might be, um, but I just don't know, um, you know, if it's the main thing that they're working on. Um, but you would think it would be easier. Obviously, it would be easier for Georgia to stay in their own area, but then you'd have Florida coming into um, Athens. And, uh, yeah, I, I just don't know. I haven't heard answers about whether that's a, a likelihood or not. And I guess that all that stems from um, the ability to have fans at all or uh, any sort of percentage of uh, capacity. I think that's probably just a flexible plan. Yeah, I mean, I saw today that Georgia State announced that, um, you know, I think I think the number was 50 percent on their in their stadium was, was kind of the working plan that they had. I don't know exactly what you know, that's obviously a Sunbelt school with a smaller venue and and it had like a note, note at the bottom of their thing that said you know this is kind of what we're working with but it could change um so um you know i'm sure georgia would love to have 50 percent in sanford stadium they'd love to have a full capacity but they're probably realistic enough knowing what you know some of these nfl teams have put out including the jaguars the ravens um you know they're gonna have to uh, you know be ready for you know 20 percent of capacity or something, or, you know, maybe even no fans. I, mean, I don't know. I think the SEC would like to have something kind of uniform, but then again, these states have different um, rates of infection. Um, and, and that might vary from state to state based on uh, the political situation in terms of how their governors are allowing things to go in terms of large gatherings. Yeah, that definitely provides an advantage for uh, a little bit more, uh, you know, states that allow a little bit more um, reopening plans than others. So, um, that's got to throw a wrench into things as well. And, and I guess uh, I know here in Tennessee uh, that the governor is leaving it to the governing bodies of the particular sport, whether it be NFL, NHL, or or um, Major League Soccer, or even you know the Southeastern Conference, um, leaving it up to uh, those governing bodies to try to kind of determine how they're going to uh, run their sport. Yeah, I think I remember seeing similar language in Kemp's uh one of his reopening plans where it did say something about pro sports leagues and conferences as well. But, you know, I, I don't know if the conference um, is laying out that kind of determination or they're kicking it back to the States themselves. So I don't know how that's going to end up. Yeah. It's all just a giant ball of, of mess. So how's that affecting uh, women's soccer and volleyball? Um, so volleyball had a couple of, uh, Look, I, if there's not a football season, I, I'm not sure you're going to see any sports uh, this fall. Uh, like, like you know, you, you saw the Big Ten go to conference only uh, throughout all their sports. And um, so Georgia hadn't been affected on their non-conference slate yet. But, you know, check with me in, in three weeks and see how that looks, obviously. But mm-hmm. um, a couple of volleyball matches, um, they had Purdue on the schedule. They had um, Cal, I think it was. And then Clemson was supposed to play Georgia women's soccer in an exhibition match in August in Athens. So... The ACC decided that no fall sports are going to be played before September, um, and so that's off the, off their schedule as well. So you'll see probably a lot more of that as more conferences. Um, you know, Big 12, we haven't heard from ACC's kind of indicated that they have a decision still to make, and, you know, a lot of people are expecting they're going to all conferences, uh, all conference games, and then you know, you wait on the SEC as well. Yeah, it's all hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait. Um, so – 
with uh, with all of this, how is the team? Um, how are they proceeding with workouts right now? Or is it just business as usual until they're told otherwise? Yeah. So some uh, a lot of schools are practicing the next um, you know step today even, um, but I think Georgia's still waiting till Wednesday based on that they have a Monday opener unless they somehow got a waiver because they anticipated, you know, maybe the ACC or SEC would, um, you know, change their thing. I, I'm not sure exactly how that's played out yet. I, I got to check on that. But, um, uh, you know, the next thing is um, coaches can get involved. Um, it's uh, going to be, uh, you know, more virtual, um, more workouts, um, and then they're going to be able to do walkthroughs. And then eventually in August, we're talking about full preseason practices. So, it's gradual steps. Uh, the hours change as well. It'll go to, you know, up to 20 at one point, I guess, before the, the August practices. So, um, you know, voluntary workouts, as you know, are, are pretty much mandatory anyway. It's just the culture of college football. So, but, but uh, this week it will actually become mandatory. Now, Kirby Smart did say if anyone didn't want to uh, you know, participate in the voluntary, they don't have to, they didn't have, they didn't have to, and I'm sure it'll be the same um, for, these workouts. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to lose a scholarship uh, in this environment no. um, by choosing not to play because they worry about their health. So um, otherwise, you'll see everyone, uh, you know, at the facility and and uh, doing, uh, you know, what they're asked to do. Do you feel that uh, Georgia's doing a better job uh, with managing the cases and keeping the keeping the players healthy uh, amid all of the? environment going on just around the university spiking a lot of cases and uh, it doesn't seem like or they haven't released that information at least but it doesn't seem like it's affecting the team all that much uh, just the university students are, are it's getting pretty crazy with the infections yeah I, I'm not going to speak to that because Georgia's not providing that information so I'm not going to presume um, that they are better than Clemson or LSU or, or worse than them or you know until they they want to lay out the cards and say what that is you know, we had a photographer downtown Athens on Friday night when they had, uh, this was the first Friday night since Athens um, came out with the mask mandate, which you have to wear a mask if you're going inside any kind of uh, store or uh, bar or restaurant or, uh, you know, grocery store, that kind of thing. And uh, look, you saw a lot of folks gathered closely together outside a bar, as, as you would expect. And some of them um, didn't have masks on, but they weren't, you know, inside yet. So, but, uh, you know, um, you go in stores now, even with a mandate, you're going to see a, a person here or there, or, or maybe even more than here or there uh, without masks. So I'm not sure how much I know law enforcement can enforce that. Um, I don't know if stores, uh, you know, are doing that. So, um, you know, it probably, obviously when they get together in August and they're staying at the Georgia center and, uh, it's like a camp presuming that that still happens and that the thing doesn't get called off, um, they're going to be more in a bubble. They're, but now they're not. They, they can still do what they want. Um, I'm sure Kirby's given them messaging about staying smart, staying safe, don't go to bars, um, don't go to big parties, things of that nature. But, you know, these are 18 to 23-year-olds, and they're living their lives. And, um, you know, you hope to make good decisions, but you can't be sure. That's that's absolutely right. You know, you can't you, know, you can't contain these guys in a bubble like the NBA is doing. But, so that, that's where it becomes extremely difficult. But you know what, Mark? Um, let's get in some some good news. Uh, the basketball teams have have shown up. Uh, they've started voluntary workouts. I've seen, uh, but also some some big news that dropped today is J T. Daniels was given the uh, the clearance from the NCAA. He is he is now eligible. So what does that mean for the quarterback position? Is it a 
real competition now? Is it? Is uh, he got a fifty-fifty ch- chance at beating out Newman? Well, I mean, Kirby Smart's always going to talk about at any position that um, you know it's anybody can win the job. It's a competition. Nothing's presumed. Um, you know, but I think Jamie Newman has an advantage. Um, I, I'd be very curious, you know, if it was January and um, both of them were in the portal, uh, you know, I don't think that you'd see either of them come to Athens if the other one had just announced and they had to make a decision. The fact that, um, you know, um, well, I say that, I mean, Daniels is coming off an injury, so it's a little bit different. Uh, you know, he might have a different expectation. Um, and, you know, doing a story on him uh, back in June, uh, talking to people that were around him in Southern Cal, you know, they say that this is as much about setting up for 2021 as it is this year. But certainly it gives Georgia, uh, you know, two really good options with guys that have started, you know, at the Power Five conference level um, that both have uh, probably NFL potential. You know, Newman maybe a little bit more than Daniels just because of his dual threat ability. Um, but, you know, if you have Newman being a guy that's going to make plays with his feet, he's going to get, uh, you know, banged around a little bit. And, uh, you know, so having a guy like uh, JT Daniels available probably will, will make you, uh, you know, be able to stick him in there if he has to get, you know, go out for a series or two and feel really good. And can he win the job? Sure. Um, you know, I don't know how much he's going to be limited in August, uh, assuming there is an August practices. Um, but, uh, you know, he's got all the, uh, you know, um, skill set that you want in a starting quarterback. Um, he's got a big arm. Both these guys do. Um, I just think Newman's been in the system, um, even if he didn't have a spring practice and, um, you know, probably has uh, closer to full health now than, than Newman is coming off. His, I mean, then uh, Daniels is coming off his uh, knee injury. That's good to hear. I mean, it, it, you know, anytime you can provide a lot of depth, it's, uh, it's very, very important. So, um, the last time we spoke, we I felt like we broke down every position, um, and I do like to get some football talk in with you as well, um, not just you know some of the news stories going on, but some some actual football stuff. But uh, we didn't talk about the running backs much, uh, if at all, uh, last time I spoke with you. So, um, what do you think about that position? Um, you know, it's it's Zamir White, it's James Cook. Um, both of those guys are are very very electric playmakers, uh, and and various different ways actually, and. Uh, the running back position, even though they don't return a thousand yard rusher, it just seems like it never really trails off or never really in a rebuild mode. Yeah, I mean, Zamir White, um, you know, I think the thing that stood out for me in the Sugar Bowl for him was the, the amount of explosion we saw from him, you know, with with the more um, increased role there, um, more snaps. Um, but James Cook is the one that intrigues me in this system, the chance to be able to make plays in space. He kind of felt like he was a little bit um, underutilized uh, his first two years at Georgia. Now, how much of that was a matter of um, just how much talent was around um, in that running back room. But, um, you know, I look for James Cook to be able to line up in the slot, to be able to you know, be on the field a lot with uh, Zamir White and get the ball in his hands and, um, you know, I think his ability to make uh, plays out of the backfield in the passing game really can be a, a plus in this uh, system under Todd Munkin. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to see what he can do with somebody like James Cook. And, and that's, you know, that's been an interesting part of what Todd Munkin brings to the table. So um, I'm very excited about that. So, uh, but Mark, I want to thank you for joining me. Um, you know, let's talk soon. And uh, 
you know, when we have some more and hopefully we have a concrete season. I, I think both times we spoke, we were unsure of kind of how the season's going to fold out and, and what it's going to look like. So let's let's talk soon. All right. Sounds good. Uh, let's uh, hope hope there's some football coming up sooner and we don't have to wait uh, months uh, down the road. Absolutely. Well, uh, Mark, have a great day and uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Thanks, Corey. I want to thank Mark Weiser from the Athens Banner Herald for joining the show. Uh, he brings great content as always. Uh, you can follow him at Mark Weiser. That's at M-A-R-C-W-E-I-S-Z-E-R on Twitter. You can also don't forget to follow our show at Believe in Dogs on all social media platforms and give us a give us a like, give us a subscribe, give us some feedback, rate us on iTunes. Uh, do all of the above. You can find us anywhere that you get your podcast. But this has been another edition of the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast. Have a great day. And as always, go dogs. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.